Welcome aboard the USS Boda. This is your captain, not Patrick Stewart speaking. You're listening to Dork Trek. Dorktrek.com. Engage, Mr. Manny. Good one, Ben. I like it. Good. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Dork Trek. We watch and review Star Trek. We're up to Deep Space Nine, season three of Deep Space Nine, the 22nd episode to be uh, precise. Today, we're joined by a very special guest. Uh, you may know him from uh, Douglas and Dragons. You may know him from uh, Heavy Gigs in Seaside City. His name is John Bunger. He's a wonderful guy. Hello, John. Hi. Thanks for, Thanks for having on. me. Of course. Thanks for coming yeah. on. We've talked about doing this for a while. And uh, one of your games got canceled, so you were able to sneak on. Yeah, I play a, a game on Wednesday night at my friend's house usually. And got people going in and out of town right now this time of year. So got some free nights open. I'm super glad that you invited me to come on. And then we're joined, too, by Ben and Jenny. Hello, Ben and Jenny. Hello, Bob. Hi, Bob. Hi, Ben. Hi, Jenny. It's wonderful to see you again. I, I have a background now. I know. I like it. Look, you got a bookshelf with some books on it and stuff. Yeah, I, I had uh, some one of the Patreons just like, yeah, your background's all plain and boring now. It looks like you're in some kind of institution. So. <laughs> well, I, I like the bookshelf. Is the bookshelf bolted to the wall? You, your kids are a lot older than that. So they don't climb books. Well, actually, no. This is just a, uh, it's just a, a, well, a poster of a bookshelf. Yeah, it's not an actual. They they just complained that I didn't have anything on the wall, so I just went and uh, had one printed out. Maybe next week you can get like the, the brick, so you look like you're at like evening at the Improv or something behind hey, you. I you can know? try that. Yeah, I can. Hey just, guys, we, all right, welcome. <laughs> it's over. <my> <laughs> what I could try to do like at the uh, photo studios where they have the different pull downs that they have. That'd be wonderful. And I'll just pull down each week. I'll have a, a different one. See, I was thinking about getting a green screen to put behind me. And I'll just have like, uh, you know, cars crashing and stuff like on the Lola Hammer Stanley commercials. That'd be awesome. Bears fighting. That'd be really great. Okay. If you get the bears fighting, I, you know, I will actually start subscribing to the Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of bears are we talking here fighting? Are we talking like grizzly bears, black bears, polar bears? No, just big hairy men. Uh, even better. <laughs> I think, you know what? Patreon subscription was go through the roof. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm subscribing now. Harry, <laughs> man, I'm in. Uh, Dennis can't make it tonight because he's a good husband. So he's spending time with his good wife. Good for him. Or, good he's for just, him. or he's got school or napping. I'm going to say school or napping. I'm not going to. I mean, again, what do you do on a Wednesday night with two kids that are under the age of three? Nothing. You ain't doing nothing. <clears throat> You know, you give so. them Benadryl and put them in, in bed. Does that yeah. work? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, that's what I hear. I couldn't get him to fall asleep before we started. So he's like, well, I'm just like, okay, sleep on the couch. <laughs> so, okay. Well, this episode of DS9 is entitled Explorers. Explorers. After, after you're too old to be a scout, then there's the Explorers. It's a <laughs> different branch of the Boy Scouts. Yes. A lot of people don't know that. Um, does anyone have the, um, anybody want to do the rundown? Cause I, I mean, it's pretty straightforward this episode. I mean, there's, there's an A story and a B story and they're both pretty simple. Yeah. yeah I can try to do it from memory again. Pretty basic after the, uh, the, the big, uh, like crazy events, of the previous episodes, like the big, uh, you know, all the Romulans and, uh, yeah. Cardassian ships getting, 
Wiped out. Yeah, this is what they call in the biz a decompression episode. Yes. Like, because everything was so tense, and you had all this crazy stuff happening, and then Cisco wants to build a, sh- uh, a sailboat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> speaking of kids, this is definitely one. It's like a good episode for dads out there. Yeah, oh, my is, God, yeah. This this Father-son bonding stuff. This is the Field of Dreams episode. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not. Cats in the Cradle episode. Uh, see you later. Can I have them, please? <laughs> <laughs> And the, the funny part is when you go to the Wikipedia page for this episode, the big news is plot Benjamin Sisko sporting a fresh goatee. So this is the first mm-hmm. appearance yep. of the goatee. It's a big deal, cool, man. It is. It's not the only first appearance of the, in this episode either. Yep. Oh, there's more. What, what else is in the episode? Well, you get to see, uh, you meet Lita for the first time too. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Lita's in this episode. Okay. And originally she was going to be, uh, the uh, the Dabo girl that uh, Jake dated. Mm. They were casting that part, but they were like, "She is way too old to be with." <laughs> that is that is no. That's right. Pushing the limits even happen. for the old white d- dudes writing the scripts. Yes. Yeah. Well, no, I mean Avery Brooks actually, who directed the uh, the Jake gets a girlfriend episode. Mm-hmm. Was just like, yeah, that makes me that, uncomfortable. You know what? That I, makes it no. even creepier that Avery Brooks directed the episode where his girlfriend gets a super hot girlfriend with giant bombs. His son gets. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, dad, hook me up. Come on. I've got you, son. No. That sounds like a Mary Sue thing. Like, if I was 16, I would want an older girlfriend with big giant titties. A bar girl. <laughs> yes, a bar girl, nonetheless. Yeah, she sees all these other dudes every day, but she rich guys, but she picks me. She yeah. picks me, a sixteen-year-old kid. <laughs> <laughs> He's a writer. Because hmm. <laughs> writers see, get all the chicks. See, and now I'm starting to see the Stephen King connection, where like all the main characters in his books are writers, and you know everything happens to the writer. So now I can kind of see maybe that's just a thing that writers do. Where you know it's like okay, so in this episode, Jake, the writer, hooks up with a beautiful chick from the Dabo tables, and she, yeah, it's it's, and he uh, is very successful, and everyone loves his stories, and even his dad thinks he's the greatest writer of all time, and his dad fucking respects it because he's a writer, and his dad says that writers are a real job because his dad loves writers. I shouldn't have went to medical school and I don't need to have anything to fall back on, Mom. I mean... (laughs) 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 Yeah, because the Dabo girl actually hits on Brigitte, right? Uh, Yeah, right right at the beginning of the episode. It's like the first scene, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the fake cough. Yeah, she's got the weird... You know what that is? I think I have a chest cold. I think I've got herpes. (laughs) I guess that's how you hit on doctors, right? Yeah. Yep. I don't know. Oh, I don't Turn feel your head so, and cough. I don't feel Ew. so good, Doctor Brigier. So just real quick, and and this goes but from he, this is it right? Because um, doesn't what's her face cock block him? She absolutely does. Yeah, uh-huh. and the look, <laughs> Jadzia. Yeah, and the look uh, Bashir gives her <laughs> is priceless. Then he puts on the tablet, go away. Well, so <laughs> here's the information you're looking for. He only pushed two buttons when he brings out the tablet. He goes deep, deep. And shows it to her, and it says "go away." So he has that pre-programmed. That's like a like speed text or something that he's like <laughs> waiting for months to use that. Either that, or those or. tablets are way more high tech than we realize, and yeah. it's like, you know, 
telepathically <laughs> like reads the words, the neurons fire in your fingertips. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But the thing is but though, why would Jadzia cock block him though? Because she's shown no real interest in She's in, a bitch. She, oh wow, man, that's, <laughs> that's that's tough language well, right now. I, I don't I don't want him, but nobody else can have him. Because that mm-hmm. way I can continue to torment him. Well, she was there to deliver some news that was tormenting him, regardless of whether he was hitting on somebody or not. Yeah. About yeah, the and that's the whole B plot is his uh, the valedictorian, and he was the the runner Salutorian. up valedictorian. Yeah. But again, she's going to be on the station. I mean, if if that's your homegirl, right, and she knows what's up, because I mean, Jadzia. I mean, the thing about Jadzia is she's very much a tomboy. She's got that worm living inside of her. That's a 300 year old man. She's very much a tomboy. She knows what's up. She knows what Julian's doing. Like, mm-hmm. why would she do that? Yeah. What's up? You, I want to see the conversation that Julian has with her when he goes over to her station later. I'm like, what the fuck lady? Like I was trying to get my dick wet and here you come showing up running all up in the spot. <laughs> what, what you, what you do is you walk over to her station and she's got her, uh, her Klingon coffee sitting there on the edge of the, the console and you just accidentally bump it. It's like, Oh, my bad. Yeah. But then the whole Don't station blows up and then, you know, it's, it's nine the science. 12, nine it's through 12 the science. life support and they will die. <laughs> it's a science station. It, it's not important. That'll teach She basically owes him a blow job at this point. Get the worm be- ready. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Because he was getting there. He was getting there. Cause she was amped on him. And I don't like Julian didn't do anything. That's was, why it was working, because he didn't have to start the conversation. Yeah. He didn't bore the shit out of her as soon as they started talking. <laughs> do you like tennis? How do you feel about darts? I am a wonderful dart player. <laughs> I like Shakespeare. <laughs> Tell me about plays on your world. Were there any interesting <laughs> playwrights that you could... No, none of that stuff. She's like, I think you're fine, doctor. Let me tell you about pre-Guglianic fibers. <laughs> <laughs> Which he yeah. has told that story so many times before. I mean, there, there's been at least three or four occasions where he's mentioned it, and uh, especially in the first season where he missed out on being valedictorian by one. But it's cool, though, because they just mentioned it, too, in the episode where the guy was running around in his brain that, mm-hmm. you know, if you would have gotten that right, you'd have been, val- you'd have been valedictorian. And now here comes the valedictorian to show mm-hmm. up. Uh, so they kind of, that's a quick recall, which I kind of yeah. dig. You know? I think they kind of did that, though, just to kind of, you know, in preparation for this episode. With this being so you, like such a big part of it, so just you didn't forget you feed it in there, and it's like, oh yeah, I remember that from first season. And then three episodes later, when it shows up as a bigger point, you're like, oh yeah, I remember that. You mm-hmm. know what, Ben? I'm not gonna lie to you because I well, I binged watched like six episodes in a row, and I went, mm-hmm. hey, I, I remember that. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> you, know, you, know you feel engaged and you feel good about it. It yeah. was. You know, it, it connected dots. It's very much like Chris, Chris Claremont, like right next to me. Like, I'm going to mention this here. And then six episodes, <laughs> it's going to pop back up and we'll see what happens. And check off phaser. Yep, sure as shit. There it is. <clears throat> but yeah, so uh, uh, she tells him that the, 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 the valedictorian's coming to the station and what you're going to do. Oh, no. And then Brazier gets all weird and kind of nervous. Which is, oh, man. You know? Good thing, good thing his buddy Miles is there to help <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that uh, that that definitely ramps up. But while this is all going on, though, that's when uh, 
This is when Cisco comes back with the beard. Yes. And I think mm-hmm. that's when we discussed, you know, that that was the beginning of the improvements on TNG. Was, yeah. You know, you, you grow the beard and mm-hmm. uh, Good things, happen. things start getting better. So you're mm-hmm. saying if Burnham has a beard on season two of Discovery, then the that's show- That's when you know it's going to get right good. The, the whole cast has a beard. Everybody goes <laughs> yeah. up with beards. <laughs> well, according to Jason Isaacs, they, they do have goatees, just not where you mm-hmm. would expect them. Yes, that's true. Yes. I, saw that. I saw that on After Trek. <laughs> That's pretty good. I didn't hear that. Talking about his pubes. (laughs) We are shaved in goatees. But uh, no, so, uh, you know, Cisco comes back. He's got the goatee, like we mentioned. So this is the beginning of his transition back into a man called Hawk. Yeah. uh, Yeah. This was when I, because that's before. Spencer Pryor, man. Before this started, that's where I knew him from. Yeah. That's, you know, that, that was like why I was so excited when he became, you know, Commander Cisco. Avery Brooks is this badass from you know Baltimore that's going to you know kick ass and take names. I, I know I watched so many episodes of that show when I was a kid, and I cannot tell you the plot or story of one of them. <laughs> but, but when DS Nine first came on, I was like, "It's Hawk. That's so cool. He's such a badass. <laughs> He's a badass with a big gun. He's a badass private dick with a big gun. Yeah, yeah. that's, oh, that's all you need to know." He was always there when Spencer needed him, and then he had his own spinoff. That's white privilege, bro, because I tell you what, Spencer was a boring dude. That's why you don't know nothing about that show, because Spencer's just a (laughs) dumb white guy. It wasn't that good of a show. Just a dumb white character. And somehow my grandmother and I watched it every week. That was, I mean, and she was a huge uh, Avery Brooks fan from the Spencer and then into the Man Caught Hawk, or Man Caught Hawk. So when Star Trek Deep Space Nine came on, you know, they just kind of poured her back into Trek, so... We were good to go then. But yeah, so he, he comes back and he's got this diagram and he wants to build this yeah. this ship. He wants to buy a boat. Yeah, he wants to just build this ship, this sail, this star sailor that'll use. Is this solar. his midlife crisis? He's I guess. Done, and where does he get all the downtime all of a sudden? Yeah, I don't know. I, like, there's a war going on, bro. Like, <laughs> are all over the place. Well, yeah, you know the the combined Cardassian and uh, Kling, uh, Romulan intelligence services and their battle fleets were just decimated in the Gamma Quadrant. Yeah, but uh, yeah, let's take a few weeks off. You know, you I went know down I to Cardassia, do? had some me time. I'm gonna yeah. weld some shit. I'm gonna weld. I'm a great welder. <laughs> Now, did he build this from scratch, or did he buy, like, a kit from well, Space QVC or something? Yeah, <laughs> from Space QVC. They say he built it from scratch. That yeah, was a the thing. There's a whole montage. Well, let's not get ahead too much, because he has... Yeah, I, mean, it's, I mean, it's pretty much a straightforward kind of ABC, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's this, that scene, though, because he's telling Jake about it, and Jake's like, oh, man, my girlfriend's coming back. And, and yeah. Avery Brooks, he's so dejected. Yeah. Like, oh, if you don't want to go, it's like okay, I get That's it. That's fine. I mean, you know. so it's it's fucking awesome. guilt trip. Big time. Yeah, yeah I'm just a single father that raised you after. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. had a choice. You know, do, I, do I save your mom or do I save you? And I uh, saved you. I chose you. Yeah, but no, <laughs> go hang out with your girlfriend. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Whatever, bro. I know you're not hitting it, so I mean, you're just wasting it. Here's, here's this uh, old Earth uh, song. It's uh, "Cats in the Cradle." Go ahead. <laughs> Play just that anytime. Wait till I'm dead, then you'll wish you went on this adventure with me. <laughs> but you're a real dickhole, and you just smell. like your mother. Yeah, and I kind of <laughs> hate you right now. Just like your 
So I'm just going to go weld. Hmm. Uh, Get it out of a system. <laughs> and who knew he was such a strong welder? Welding seems like a very difficult task. So, I mean, what's his deal is that, you know, he, he uh, is really into this old 20th century thing where he, you know, he, he, he loves baseball, which hasn't been played since the 2040s. He's a hipster. You know. <laughs> oh, he was he was into welding before it yeah, was. Oh, he, yeah, like he's that. Yeah, I was way into welding before it was cool. But I mean, I see, mean, I only use like you know the organic materials. Traditional. <laughs> uh, he's a maker. I go to well, the. Was he, yeah. he? He wanted a bandsaw. He didn't want a laser cutter for that wood, yeah. right? Like, yeah. I want to use those same materials. And that's like how long, how much time took place during that montage? Because he built the entire thing by himself mm-hmm. with no help from anyone. And as a as a set, it is really detailed. It's not real big, but there's yeah. a ton of detail. Like it's him and impressive. Jake sitting in there talking, and they're like, yeah. "Wow, they put a lot of time and effort into this set well, for Zia. one episode." Yeah, I mean, Jed Zia points out, she's like, "You know, you could have made this very basic. You didn't have to do all these in- intricate details." I wanted to take my time. Yeah. Well, when Jed <laughs> when uh, Jed Zia was talking to. Uh, Bashir at, at the bar in that first scene and she told him that the Lexington was coming to town and the other doctor was on board. Yeah, like how long did that take? And, well, she said it was going to she they'd be arriving in 3 weeks. So he did all that in 3 weeks? Yeah. Wow. I didn't catch that. That makes I sense. I mean, that's crazy, but I mean still 3 weeks to build a solar sail ship. I mean, that's crazy. That's well, you know, the obsidian like order is is no more. Yeah, but I mean there's got to be are, so. there's got to be I mean his job, I mean he's already kind of proven that his job is kind of a 24 hour a day thing. It's not like he can just be like, yeah, I'm going to take I'll be in uh I'll be in hangar bay 7. I'm going to be building me a ship. It's like what? <laughs> Maybe he's like an asshole manager and so everybody like covers for him because they're just glad that he's not in the <laughs> Yeah, they're yeah. like super happy about it. He's got a hobby. Thank God. He's not weird me out with those sex looks. He's <laughs> Uh, one side thing, um, not directly related to this episode, but speaking of Tal Shiar, I saw a weird, uh, Quint, a weird thing, uh, today is Andrew Robinson's mm. birthday, who is the actor that played Garrick. We love Garrick. So happy Garrick's birthday, Garrick. Slowly yeah, becoming Garrick. my favorite character on the show. Yeah. yeah. He's not even in this episode though at all, right? But I miss him. Well, he, I mean, he had such a big part in the last two, he probably, yeah. he's like, I need some downtime. But you think he could have showed up, though, and, like, sewed some fucking... Sales. Sales, because he is a tailor, yeah. right? He can make some Very. beautiful sales. Well, I think he's busy, like, right now, rebuilding his shop. Is nah, he, I mean, come on. In three weeks. I mean, who knows how long it took. I built a boat in three weeks. <laughs> yeah, you can fix your fucking shop stupid shop. I mean, it's like four walls and some fucking hangers, dickhead. <laughs> See, I would have liked this to have actually been... Like for the rest of the season, just him building this. Oh, shit. like a thing he's working on in his free time. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, because I mean, you know, I don't know if you watched NCIS, which I've been binging the hell out of lately. Nah. from season one. That's on. You know what? That's I'm sure that's on. What's it called? Um, oh, antenna all or access? cozy or oh, it's on all access, right? NCIS isn't that a CBS show? Oh yeah, it is. I guess, sure. but it's also on Netflix. So you know, oh, I'm just trying. To, there's no I'm reason just, to keep. All right, I'm just trying to get you some reasons to watch. No reason to keep <laughs> um, But the, one of the things is that uh, the main character, Mark Harmon, has a, uh, a boat that he's building, that he starts building in the first, you know, he's downstairs building that in the first episode. And then throughout the season, we'd always come back and he's just a little further along on the boat every, every time. 
Interesting. Huh. And so something- that, that could have been something, you know, he could have read this. We saw his interest. And then over time he's built this. And then this episode would have been the one where, you know, he does the big reveal. That would have took, that would have took some foresight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, like a filler this, episode. This is the episode, though. I mean, well, this is the series where they first started doing stuff like that, where you yeah, had true. those, you know, multi-episode arcs that that really, you know. So you're saying that um, they fucked up. O'Brien likes darts and playing tennis. Uh, your man is likes building ships. Yeah, that mm-hmm. should have been the thing. And, you know, he's in that constantly, we'll make a sailor of you yet to Jake. I'm like, you know, just, just calm, calm down on that. But and then, I do like, though, that they intentionally kind of made this thing look like a, you know, like a catamaran or something from, uh, you know, one of those those boat races or something. Like he had all race. Like he wanted. It, it had the, the windy things. And, yeah. Yeah. It, I liked I liked it as a like as a set the interior and it did look kind of cool ex- from the exterior too, although the uh, the sails just looked like Odo stretched out. Yeah, yeah maybe <laughs> the, the same kind of that, that. I was gonna say that was uh, his uh, his cameo, <laughs> his <laughs> contribution. <laughs> I can help you with your task. How Odo? I will be sail. I will be your sails. <laughs> <laughs> And that's just, you know we couldn't hear it because they're in space. Yeah, no, it's actually the sound he made. <laughs> Watch me go. It's just I, I love as it stretches out though that you have you know Odo's like face, face. coming. <laughs> oh. oh god, that'd give me nightmares. I still just it drives me crazy. You think like this should be the time too in the series where Odo starts to look like a human. Like he's getting the hang of it. Mm. Never seven yeah. seasons. Spoiler alert: seven seasons. He still looks like shit. But yeah, they seven. all look that way. But that's the weird part. All the founders look like Odo. It's like yeah, they it have like a, they have a template. I, I've heard some theories, man, and none of them. I don't buy any of them. I'm like, yeah. they just should have made him look normal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyway. And I like his voice that he chooses to use the Odo voice, which is real like gruff and scruffy kind of sounding like. Uh, <laughs> I like Odo. He's cool. And yeah. Renee is such a nice guy when you meet him in person. Oh, Renee, I, mean, I had oh, yeah. no idea you were on a first day basis with him, babe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When Jenny and I uh, and Haley hung with him, you know, nice. for a while. And uh, he, was he nice? Was he nicer than Tuvok? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> he took a picture of a bucket for me. Yeah. I know, which is really fun. Tuvok's a dick. Kind of. Kind of. I don't know if he's a. He dick. was in a Deep Space Nine episode as a. As a like a renegade, yeah, it was in the Mirror Universe episode that we talked yeah. about. But that's how they get him in. That's, but he's in what's it called in the same capacity in Voyager. He's a he's a spy on a Maquis ship. Yeah. So, so I mean, you know, kind of the same capacity, I guess. In some well, way. yeah, but then there's the episode of uh, TNG where they have to do that that sweep of the ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everybody has to evacuate down to the planet, and then yeah. the terrorists try to he steal the trilithium. Yeah. He's one of the terrorists. Yeah, it's huh. Die Hard. Die Hard. Yep. Die Hard in space. And I, I can't <laughs> tell you, John, that Tuvok is a dick. We were in line and behind him at Starbucks at a Star Trek convention, and he was just a dick to the barista. Yeah. Oh, but well, I mean, how you treat the help. Yes, this is, is exactly you, what I was yeah, going to say. How yeah. you treat service industry people. Is See, I've always tried to show the greatest uh, respect for for wait staff, and uh, Jenny can attest to that. That 
I'm always very uh, compassionate and understanding. Yes. Especially when they make mistakes. I know everyone's human. You know what? It's just food, man. It's just food. It's just food. Until they bring the wrong syrup. One of my first managers at a restaurant, Jenny shaking her head. No, Ben's a, Ben's a a hard, uh, he's a hard sell at the restaurant. A little bit. (laughs) Really? Yeah. I think this is one of the first times that uh, Haley was inspired to uh, do artwork based on one of my tantrums. <laughs> mm-hmm. I have a comic around here somewhere. I'll see if I can find it. Oh, man. I would love to yeah. see it. Scribbled <laughs> on a napkin. It's amazing. I but he always it. tips well. So. Well, you have to tip. Tipping well is nice. But if you're a total mm. dick the whole time, money doesn't make it better. Get Not really. Mm. The, way, the way I tip, yeah. You're like, oh, man, wow, that guy wow. was an mm. asshole. But he tips nice. So, so that you're yeah, it helps, to, but you're basically- I was a bartender for a long time. And then, oh, no, yeah, no, my bartenders, that's a whole nother story. Bartenders, <laughs> you you treat like, you know, the gods that they are. I mean, <laughs> you, you keep Man, the bartender happy and you, <laughs> that way they keep, hey, buddy, you need another one? Absolutely. Absolutely. My whole, that's why I've been watching a lot of comedians in cars getting coffee. I love that show. <laughs> oh my God. It's so wonderful. Like it's such a good pro. I just, I'm fascinated by it. Like that was one of my favorite things doing commercial radio was the local comedy club would come up and they would bring comedians and talking to comedians is so much fun because they have such an interesting kind of perspective on life. Uh, but like, I like to see who is nice to the servers when I yeah. watch the show, I don't know why. I just and like, they've had that discussion on the show a few times. Like you know, uh, Jerry will tell him like you know you need to leave more because you're a celebrity. Like how is it going to look when two of us come out to this coffee shop and we don't yeah. leave like a ridiculous tip? You have to leave a celebrity yeah. tip. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember him using that term a couple of times where he's celebrity like celebrity tip. And he's, yeah, I tipped. And he's like, "What well, did you celebrity tip?" And he's like, "Yeah, celebrity tip." Him and Larry David had a great conversation about the Jews was like, you don't want to be a cheap Jew, but then you don't want to tip too much because then you don't want them to think that all Jews are rich. So there's like a Jew. (laughs) (laughs) I just thought that was Larry David. Just that episode alone was just worth it. Just to watch the two of them just kind of hang out. I'm kind of building up to that one. I I can't remember the last one that Jenny and I watched. Uh, I can't remember. It was after the Jim Carrey, or the Jim Carrey, yeah, Jim it was after. He's a weird. We binged like twenty-five episodes yeah. over the snow holiday. There's that many of them. Oh, there's a lot of them. Yeah, we we watched a lot. So my favorite, though, I think, is so far is the Obama episode. The Obama episode's good. I really like the the Letterman episode. That was um, a good one. I mm-hmm. like the Letterman episode. I really enjoyed the Chris Rock episode. Larry David was good. I don't think I've seen Chris Rock yet. Chris Rock was <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> Rock was. Oh, that's the one I slept through. Yeah, they got, they got, got pulled over, and he's like, "If I was with anyone else, I'd be really nervous right now." <laughs> <laughs> oh man! I watched the Louis C.K. episode. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, yeah. knowing certain context, like you watched, yeah. it and you're like, oh, okay. see, you know, it, it it wasn't the same for me. Like when when I went back, and some people had said, "Well, you know, if you're a if you're a Woody Allen fan and you watch stuff that you know you grew up with, it it doesn't it's not as weird as if you watch something he does new." But I went back, and Hannah and her sisters was on, and I tried to Such watch a great it. Great film. Well, yeah, but that's the thing is in one of the uh, scenes at Thanksgiving, there's the you know his nieces and nephews or the kids come in. One of the kids that's like a little kid is Soon Yi, 
And as soon as she walked in, I'm like, I'm out. <laughs> it's like, no, nope, nice. I, 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 you're dead to me forever, Woody. You're a piece of shit. And, okay, and God right. damn you for taking that comedy away from me. Right. So his stand-up back in the 60s was great. But anyway, so when I, I watched the uh, Louis C.K. episode, I'm thinking, oh, God damn. Am I going to have that same kind of like, eh? And it, it wasn't, it wasn't the bad. same because, you know, one thing, he uh, didn't rape children. So that, that, that's yeah, a plus. The thing about he, the- didn't, he didn't touch anybody. I mean, God knows the times I've jerked in front of somebody. They don't always know it, but. And the thing about Louis C.K., I think that gets me is like his deviancy on stage was always kind of portrayed that way but then like his show was all about like the sentimentality of him being a father with his two girls and then he tells the story about being on the boat with his two kids and you're like oh louis just that's an act and louis just a dad like he's just a good dad trying to get through the day see that's the thing though is that good dads go to you know chicks houses and masturbate on their patio no i mean no it's not the same (laughs) you can still be a good dad and masturbate not in front of not making people. I think Bashir masturbates in front of people. Oh, totally. That's like <laughs> on, the holos- on the holodeck, he does. Yeah. He, yeah. he masturbates in front Absolutely. of O'Brien, who's like, come on, keep going. Yeah, I want to watch. Yeah. <laughs> keep going. Me. Keep going, Keiko. I mean. So, <laughs> well, no, and so that's the cool thing. Is Put that on this kimono. Yeah, that's hot. <laughs> when, the, when the ship gets there and, and the valedictorian arrives. Oh, I felt so bar, bad for him. So I felt so. You know, he's ready to to confront. You know, and he gets all you know puffed up and stuff, and he stands up as she walks over toward him, and she just walks right past I him. I felt so bad for yeah. him. Yeah, I think yeah, and, I think even more. I think he was just like, okay, I'll 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 bite the bull, pay respect, and yeah. be cool. Mm-hmm. And then nope, she doesn't even look his way. Yeah. I felt so. I felt like I was watching like an '80s movie, and like he was gonna go talk to the hot chick, and she just blew right by him, and I was like, oh. <laughs> that, that that hurt on like lots it, of levels didn't it in a weird way because <laughs> the weird part is Brigier is kind of un- he's kind of unlikable in some do you aspect. call him Brigier on purpose sometimes I, I might I call him all kinds of weird things Brigier uh, I'm not good with pronunciations Julian Brigier 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 there's only an R at the end Brigier Brigier Brasher, bruh, 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 brasher. He's he's kind of unlikable. He's kind of weird sometimes. But I really felt for him right there. I felt like he was like fucking in pretty in pink. Like he was what's his name's character, John Cryer's character, just getting straight yeah. dissed. Well, they even uh, they even they know it though. Like they even say Miles even says so in this episode. He goes, "People either love you or they hate you." Yeah, that, and that's true. Into like one of the greatest scenes I think in DS9 so far was after that happens that they go back to Miles's place and they uh, just get drunk off their ass with real booze too. <laughs> yeah. Not sick. yeah, and then they have sex. Well, I mean that's the implication because he's like you know like like John was saying when Miles says, you know every there's no you're not an in betweener. Everybody either loves you or hates you. I mean, even I hated you. Brains at you. <laughs> and he's like, and now? And he's just got real stone sober. And he's like, and now? Now I don't. Now I hate fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> this is so awkward, Miles. <laughs> it is awkward. It is awkward. Is Keiko coming home anytime soon because I really want your Irish dick? <laughs> oh, my God. Let's do it. It's like, what? <laughs> it's not even Thursday. 
they have a real love for each other. I See, mean, I love that this is the Valentine's recording because uh, yeah, it's like <laughs> this was the, that was the true romance. Love was there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God, I want to see go with his boat and Miles and uh, Bashir. I need an I need artwork right now of of Bashir and Miles Valentine's oh, Day card. Uh, yeah, it's around. It's it's on there. All Just right. be careful. Make sure your safe search is off. Stuff. <laughs> 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 Apparently, there's a lot of uh, homoerotic Deep Space Nine fanfic. Oh, yeah. Usually, it's uh, Bashir and Garrick, though. There's a lot more of the Bashir-Garrick stuff and uh, loving him only the way a Cardassian can. (laughs) And... uh, But there there is a goodly amount of the uh, O'Brien Bashir. I mean, not that I've looked for it. I'm just saying. (laughs) Not that I've come across it. it. Okay, just okay, just the two, and they didn't sell that well. So (laughs) they were panned by the critics. But what do do critics know? In in the fan fiction community, they're you know they were just they they tore them apart. But that's a hell of a love triangle, man. I would watch that. I want to see the fight that that Garrick and uh, Garrick and Miles have over over Julian. Over Julian. And maybe what's her face pops in too. Maybe uh, my Chase house. Chase Masterson oh. shows up and she's like, "He's mine." And they have See, like I, a, they have like a Paul McCartney, Michael Jackson, the doggone girl is mine moment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm still kind of sore at. Miles, I'm a fighter, not a lover. I would love to see that. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm not a big fan of Chase Masterson uh, after she was rude to me on uh, on Twitter. She's not oh. nice. I, I've seen her at two uh, two cons, and she doesn't come off. It's uh, yeah. She uh, said the reason I didn't like Discovery was uh, I don't like diversity. And, oh Jesus! And my wow. dick was going to fall off because a there's a woman captain, and, oh. and she can suck it. Wow! Weird. So I was going to say, well, maybe she's not cool at cons because you can only imagine the shit she puts up with. Well, I mean, coming up to her, but there is a certain demographic of uh men in in i guess in their 40s and 50s now who i can guarantee you masturbated to chase masterson in the 90s and give uh, me like 20 minutes after the recording i may (laughs) 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 whatever bro i mean that's my life challenge that's how i that's how i live i can't help it (laughs) who are you to judge (laughs) who are you now I feel really awkward about this uh, Garrick artwork I bought. But, <laughs> but she just, because there's, I mean, I understand that you go to shows and they're long and and they're, they've got to be boring and you just do it to make it, but you can at least like act interested. And I wasn't even interested in meeting her. I was like, who's that? And they're like, oh, that's so-and-so from Deep Space Nine. I was like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> What's a Deep Space Nine? Yeah, why? Because I hadn't, I haven't been watching yeah. Deep Space Nine at the time. So I wasn't really super into it, but I was like, oh, okay. And she was just kind of like, eh you know <laughs> yeah you get that you're in that age group so she's just like oh it's another one it is yeah mm-hmm. now if you were like a 13 or a 12 or 13 year old boy she would you know you're you're still young enough that uh she would you know probably be nice to you chase masterson what up chase uh, but yeah so um where are we in this episode yeah so they're building the shit and they go out on the ship they finally decide they're out there. They built the ship. They're going, they're going. They want to go the exact route. They're doing all the, the pulling of the strings and fucking tying shit up and all kinds of wonderful things. And yeah. then, they, then they hit a... Uh, uh, well, no, before they do all that, they're bonding. That's right. They are bonding. Mm-hmm. They are, yeah. they're, I think it's like three times in this episode where they're, they're bonding and they're talking about something and it gets interrupted with some uh, 
something happens. Yeah, something, yeah. something tragic. Did I ever tell you how I met your mother in a smoky bar? And <laughs> boosh, what was that? Oh my god, <laughs> we lost a sale. Oh my god, we hit a fucking. She had the nicest. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> no. So anyway, I'm rock hard, and she starts to go. <laughs> and, oh, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> and we, I guess, we learned too that this is where Jake's uh, writing. He tells his old man, he's like, "Look, I got this uh, this fellowship of the rings in New Zealand." <laughs> And uh, oh, yeah, I gotta, at, uh, the I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta go with fucking Frodo and Bilbo and fucking all these cats. We gotta drop this ring into Mount Doom, baby. I got to go, Dad. Man, you mean the writer characters are really talented writer? Yeah, he's a great writer. <laughs> got a fellowship at the Pennington School. He's got, fe- he's got a fellowship at a ring, son. And see, what the cool thing is, uh, my best friend Jay uh, from high school and I locked in on is that he was trying to go to the Pennington School, and our high school was Pennington. So it's like, oh, yeah, (laughs) I'm a a Pennington graduate. And, uh, you know, all these books I didn't write are uh, evident. Well, it's a poster, though. Yeah, it's a yeah. So it makes me look smarter. Yeah, that's just yeah, that's just one book. That's just really long. It's a really long book. It's like Batman's bookshelf. It's not real. (laughs) There's no books. That's how I get to the shuttlecraft to get out of here. (laughs) That's how you make get to your sailboat that you're building. Yes, yeah, so I, I turn off the Green Lantern symbol and I just the shelf slides over and I'm like, off I go. There's some nice bonding moments here. You know, they have some fun and they're. Well, he reads his story, does a nice uh, critique. I think it was good. Yeah. I like promise. the little joke about the Maquis. <laughs> yeah, that was that was legit funny. Yeah, I, I, I can't talk about that, Dad. But he just like <laughs> it is awkward quiet with him, and he's like. You know, well, you you know, you can't write about this stuff because you haven't lived, you haven't lived and experienced like this. You know, railing a, a Dabo girl uh, in the bar after it closes. <laughs> I mean, how can you write? That was never. That was my first thought. First time I saw it, he's like, "Well, you like." I mean, at least I hope you haven't done some of this stuff. I was like, "Oh shit, what are you? What's he writing about?" And this, this so uh, there I was in a Thai whorehouse. <laughs> <laughs> and that's there? there's another thing where he's like. The rate wasn't when he hands it to him, he goes, Oh, so this is why I've been hiding it every time I walk in the room. I'm like, No, that was porn. no, that was, <laughs> yeah, that was double girl porn. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, whatever, dad. We all have our hobbies. You're building ships, I'm masturbating to weird porn. I mean, we'll live and live, right? They What's cut the up? they cut the first scene where Jake walks through Corks and says to Lita, Haven't I seen you somewhere before? <laughs> and then she hits on Bashir, <laughs> Yo, baby, what's up? Did your friend tell you about me? Yeah, that's right. I'm the make-out king of Deep Space Nine. <laughs> I, was on the, uh, I was on the Star Trek subreddit uh, this week uh, because of the, the Discovery finale, and they were talking about uh, clothing and how you know there's never been a really good grasp on civilian clothing. And their whole thing was like, well, you know, every now and again they'll hit you know something pretty decent, like you know Riker's uh, outfits or Picard sometimes, but for the most part, you know, it's like eh, it's hit or miss. But for kids' clothes. It's always just a train wreck, and yeah. then there were several examples from Jake, where it's just yeah. like these you know these unitards that are just, just horrible. Yeah, and it's like you know yeah that's exactly what I want to wear when I'm a 14 year old boy surrounded by beautiful women, is a skin tight onesie that uh, you know yeah <laughs> yeah shows your lack of muscle development yeah and yeah. well and then accidentally <laughs> well uh, man Cisco had some. 
uh, Cap uh, Cisco had some pretty uh, sweet duds on too, man. His engineering pajamas. It was like <laughs> one sleeve was a different color than the other, and then it was like a robe, but it went in tucked in. And it was like a belt. Fuck. <laughs> Yeah, clothes in the future suck. Like future clothes are not good. And it's weird how they could change so much. Like, yeah, sleeves don't need to match, and this could be a robe half tucked in thing. Yeah, sure, whatever. Just go with it. Yeah. No, the guy that you want to watch for the clothing styles, though, the guy who's always fashionable. Once again, Garrick. Yeah, I mean, he used. I will say the one thing about Garrick is he uses a lot of weird patterns. Like it's a lot of like it's a weird pattern and then solids on top of like yeah, cork dresses like Michael Irvin circa like nineteen ninety seven. Like very similar kind of styles. He's definitely picking the Steve Harvey collection. Yes. (laughs) Mustard, please. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Mustard. What's his name? Westbrook from Oklahoma City. Yeah. Like same same outfits are pretty. <laughs> <laughs> but they um they finally end up getting there after they hit a, a, a tachyon, Eddie. Which is, I guess, uh, apparently it's like a natural warp. Tachyons are the only thing that we know of uh, in, in nature that travel faster than the speed of light, supposedly. Okay. Or theoretically, they do. So it's kind of so, like so it's kind of like they hit a jet stream. Yeah, mm-hmm. except it's a faster than light jet stream. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then, lo and behold, boom! They ended up in Cardassian space. There they are. And the Cardassians were there to welcome them. With I was, I was a little disappointed the first time I saw this episode because Goldacott comes and talks to him before they even take off. Yeah. He sends him a message, and it's kind of threatening. And I was just kind of waiting for some point on their trip for the Cardassians somehow are going to like sabotage them. And then they got to do something smart to get away from Mm -hmm. them or something. There was a little bit like a chance for some serious drama there that I think they missed out on. Yeah. But I don't think they were going for that. This is clearly like, yeah, this is decompression, Jake and, and his dad character building. This is, that's all that is. That's all this episode is. And it works. I mean, you know, this is father and son doing father and son stuff together. See you later. Can I have them please cats in the crate? Because, <laughs> because after this, I guess uh, Jake's going to go away to the fellowship and then you, we might not see him as much. Who knows? I don't know. That's kind of the way they leave it open. So it's just a nice father son moment. It is. This is field of dreams on a boat in space. Yeah. <laughs> Baseball. Now, meanwhile, yeah. though, is that the title of this episode? Yes. Dreams on a boat in space. Yes, that's the name of the episode. It's Explorers colon Field of Dreams <laughs> on a boat in space. In space. See, with, back on the station, clothes. <laughs> you got Bashir dealing with you know the whole anxiety thing. So he finally you know talks to uh, his lady, friend. the valedictorian it's, doctor. It appears that like he's in he's got somewhat of a crush on her almost like there's some kind of romantic interest as well as like a yeah, that's because you know she's a female yeah and, and right. it's required yeah. for bashir yeah. although i will say that at one point where quark's like you didn't tell me she was beautiful too and then i'm like but her hair <laughs> she looks so dumb yeah. she's a butter hair butter hair <laughs> what a <bloody> hair <laughs> Sorry. It's like it's like a bad perm or something. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, you can't have it all. I mean, you can't be, you know, valedictorian of Starfleet Medical, you know, get the hottest fucking gig in Starfleet and have sweet hair, dude. It just doesn't work that way. You can't have <laughs> See, it all. There, that's the thing is when it they went back. Really bad haircut. 
we didn't see uh, when they went back to the infirmary to talk about his research because I guess all these years she thought Bashir was an Endorian. Yeah. Which and, I uh, you know, oh, no, that was my friend. It is a really terrible haircut. I mean, look at that thing. No, no, no. <laughs> see, when they went back to the, Looks uh, like she works at a soup kitchen or something. <laughs> she went back to the infirmary and she pulls off the hairnet and uh, she does the little thing like that. Oh, man. It flows out like because that, that's the 80s uh, – movie part of it the john hughes film kicks in yeah. the deleted the deleted triple x scenes forget about me <laughs> don't, don't 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 you yep and then they have space kissing yeah <laughs> where then it fades in the credits and then sure molly ringwall shows up yeah we know what happens it's, oh. julian walks off on the football field and goes yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> And then he says, in program, and then he's just standing there on the holodeck. And it's just, like, oh, yeah, I should, probably, I should probably get back to work. I got some real shit going on. Uh, Don't you? But yeah, his voice is coming over. The music stops. He's like, all right, uh, Julian, your, your uh, hour's up. Yeah. Uh, make sure you clean up in there, too, pervert. Here's, here's some hot rags. Yeah, here's, here's some bleach. Have a good time. See, I'm telling you, though, you, you don't understand. Some space clocks. I've, I've tried to explain this <laughs> on the show many times. All, all of that gets uh, taken care of by the holodeck. Yeah, it, 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 it cleans it, it by it itself. Just, it just it beams it right back into the matter reclamation units. And <laughs> Somebody <laughs> has it in their actogeno. You know. yeah, then it ends up in your it food. Could be, yeah. you know, or it a, could be the next chick that you're uh, with in the holosuite. It, it's in uh, Cisco's <laughs> coffee. Mm, this is... Mm. Just taste weird. This tastes like everywhere. saladictorian. This coffee <laughs> is salty. <laughs> well, it's Klingon coffee, so yeah. that's normal. Yeah. So, uh, overall, what did you think of the episode? Let's start with Ben. Ben? Uh, well, this actually uh, is one of my favorite episodes of DS9. Really? And uh, I talked about this on the other podcast. Uh, when what they... the fuck are you doing on, on our us. podcast? Well, no, this was years ago, though, back when we were like in season three or four of TNG. No, no, no. They uh, on invited Valentine, me. Over. On Valentine's Day, you break all of our <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? They, they respect. have no skin in this school. They, they respect. <laughs> shut up, John, shut up. <laughs> they, uh, so yeah, we uh, talked about this and this was, uh, when I watched it for, for that podcast, it was the first time I'd really, let's not really talk about that. All right. Well, no, but I, I, it's the first time I watched DS9 in a long time. And I realized this episode is the one that made me realize that you have to watch stories. Star Trek Deep Space Nine twice because when I first watched it when I was young you know I'm, I'm in my 20s I've been on the farm my whole life I've had a grocery store job a grocery store job that, that, I mean that was it I was I was Smallville I love Jenny's was, face you know. right now it's so wonderful she's just like oh my god but then when I uh, you know watch this again you know it was 20 years later and I've I've had sons, I've done time in the military, you know, the world is different now, mm-hmm. you know, 9-11 has happened. Wow, you, brought, how you, you got 9-11 vibes from this episode? I completely forgot about that. Well, not from this episode, but from the series. Okay, and all right. So that, that's I had the no thing. idea they flew their ship into buildings. That's crazy, man. Well, that's, that's next week. Okay. But, um, no, but that, four, man. Take that, Cardassians! <laughs> well, how do you think they landed? But, um... 
you know, solar cells don't melt steel beams. Oh. I was going to go with dilithium crystals. <laughs> dilithium. Well, no, this was an all-natural ship. Yeah, this is an all-natural all ship, baby. But uh, that was the thing, though, is that it really changed how I watched this episode, having that 20 years of life in between, you know, then and now. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those things where it made me then go back and start rewatching Deep Space Nine, you know, in total. Okay. And so this is that episode. So it has a lot of anchor memories for me for bringing me back into Deep Space Nine and changing my complete opinion. It went from being like, yeah, it's Deep Space Nine to, oh my God, this is my favorite Star Trek series. All right. So what's the uh, rating on the episode then? uh, This episode gets a strong eight from me. Strong eight? That's like three eights in a row. Yeah. There's some good episodes and it's just getting better. I mean, I love that we're not going to have to wait a long time uh, for this writing thing to pay off. It, It comes back really, I thought it was a lot later. Mm-hmm. But I scanned ahead and I'm like, oh shit, that pays off like just a few episodes down the road. All right. Now, what about you, Jenny? What do you say? Um, you know, to me, this was kind of just an episode, but it was a good filler episode. You know, it was, it was really well, well written. It was good character building. Um, so I think I'm going to give it a six and a half. Right. I'm going to agree with Jenny. I'm going to also say a six and a half. What about you, John Bunger, special guest? Oh, I'm probably closer to the eight. I probably, I'll say a seven and a half for... It, it does – if you watched it on its own, maybe without um, watching the episodes in order, perhaps. I don't know why anyone would do that. It wouldn't be quite <laughs> as good, but it does not It does the job. Like I said, it's, it's a decompression episode, and uh, and it does – it is a lot different for me now than when I've watched the series previously because, you know, I have a four-year-old now. So mm-hmm. I just imagine him growing up. It's just me and him, so it's like the whole Cisco and his son thing is like real – strong to me man so mm-hmm. actually yeah it's 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 higher up there i really was laughing and smiling as i was watching it you know so yeah i put it up there eight right. i i'm not familiar with your rating system i'm guessing do, it's out do, of 10 we do, no we do one to nine. nine one to nine, out of nine? Oh, okay because yeah. deep space nine. oh yeah all right. one to nine now let me ask you this question this is gonna sound really stupid and i know we're done with the episode but how did the bajorans get the ship into space like, how did that... Yeah, I wondered that a little bit, too. How did that happen? Like, how did they go from... Yeah, like, how did they go from... Catapult. Yeah, it was a trebuchet. Yeah, space elevator. Yeah, because that's... The the whole time I'm watching this, I'm going, this is cool, and I get how, how... Cisco is going to get the ship into space because he's already there. But how are you going to get this vessel from the surface of the planet to outer space. Cause I imagine that has to be really far. Like, right. <laughs> well, it's it's uh, 60 or 70 miles. All right. That's it. I mean, I'm just saying it's got, that's, that's quite a ways. You know, here's the thing you're, you're driving highway speed. It takes you an hour to get to space. It's, right. it's not that hard. So, I mean, is it on a rocket? Like, however, a breaking rocket? the, <laughs> like, that's, like, how is that going to happen? That's my only question. escape velocity is another yeah. issue. Yeah. yeah I was going <laughs> to, like that's the term I was trying to come up with. The thing, okay. Like, I don't want to ruin the episode because I, again, I enjoyed it as well. Six and a half for me is pretty good. So think of, think of the surface of the planet. As a rubber duck. Okay. This is a duck. And and so the curvature of the duck is the surface of the planet. It's flat. Normally we drive around the planet like this. And so the way that you get into space is that you start driving, but instead of following the curve, you just keep going straight. And then you're in space. That's fine. Oh, and it's so easy. 
But it's how does a, that happen? Like, how do you do that? You just pop. Stop with the questions. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. If anybody wants to answer that question on Twitter, feel free. Like, how do you get a ship with sails into space and through the atmosphere and the the radiation field that I'm sure is around? How does that happen? But the answer that, is clearly space ducks. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. You know what? Flock of ducks. Works for me. There you go. There you yeah. go, everybody. Well, John, thank you for coming on. Listen to Heavy Gigs in Seaside City. Listen to Douglas and Dragons. It's fantastic. Hey, you want to do me a favor and give me a little taste of that uh that dragon voice you were doing the other day oh, in episode? I can't remember the voices I do for the characters even like halfway through the episodes. It was good. It was good. I really <laughs> liked it. It was very much like I am a dragon. This- like, yeah, I thought it was good, man. I dug it. That's what. That's part of the reason why I listen to Douglas and Dragons. I just love all the 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 strange voice acting, and you never know what song Alan, who's new mutant oh on Twitter, is going to burst into. He just bursts into song, and it's amazing all the time. <laughs> it's so <laughs> hard. he just sings, just sings. He should he should be a bard. He's he should not. be a bard. He should be a bard. He's a wizard. He does it out of character. It's out of character singing. Yes. But he did play a bard in the Shadow Realm, and then he just kept singing, like, Katy Perry songs. I think he sang, like, <laughs> Firework at least nine times. It was awesome. Which it ties into great. this episode. Yeah, he's wonderful. It's, it's a great podcast. Yes, because we didn't talk about the fireworks, because right. Golducott's, like, reluctantly, uh, here's what the, the government wants me to read. Congratulations. Fuck you, Cisco. I mean, good job, Cisco. <laughs> they tried to shoot him out. Here's of some fireworks. Out. Boom. Oh, by the way, we found a crash site. Just happened today. Yeah. That proves that you're right. Yeah. The the fireworks are really there to try to shoot him out of the sky. We know. That was, we're hoping the solar cells catch fire. Left, left, shoot left, left, more left, more left, more. Ah, shit. Yeah, he's like bumping the the technology. More left, more left, more left. I just wonder why is that like standard Cardassian payload? Is to have space fireworks? Yeah, why not? Everybody, you know what? Everybody loves space fireworks, you know? Mm Yeah, I just don't think of the Cardassians as being fireworks people. They, maybe they just don't, they don't maybe, give that like it, Bajor- maybe they have like it's it's tied to Bajorans and they shoot them into space and they explode and that's why they're like, whoa, that's cool. Look at <laughs> maybe, that. Yeah, maybe that's like the secret we don't know. Like <laughs> when they during the occupation, one of the horrible things they did to Bajorans was shoot them into space on giant fireworks. <laughs> Watch them blow and up. And so they're like. Hey, you did it, Bjorn's here. Fireworks. Oh, wait. Ooh, is that bad taste? I'm so sorry. <laughs> celebrate. Yeah, we're just celebrating blowing up a bunch of your friends. And, and oddly enough, they do play uh, Katy Perry's fireworks the whole time. Everybody loves it, <laughs> especially Adam. Because, baby, you're a boy. Thank you for listening to Dork Trek. John, thank you for coming on. Ben and Jenny, it's Thanks always, again for having me. Of course, anytime. Anytime you're not playing Pathfinder, you're more than welcome. Uh, and Ben and Jenny, it's always a pleasure to have you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, and we will talk to you guys next week. Thank you, and uh, have a nice day. <laughs>